Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 23. It's Monday, July 20th, 2020. I'm Jeff Hausman, coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Let's introduce the rest of the unknown hoop casters. On the phone, I've got Laddie, host of Laddie, Lucky, and Hope in the Morning on Q107.5. Yay! Yay! <laughs> also on the phone is Bo Brady with us. Hey, what's up? Hey, Bo. What's going on? Well, we're going to talk a little hoops, try to have some fun. Thank you, everybody, for listening. like to remind everybody listening they can hit us up on social media we're on twitter at house of hoops that's h-a-u-s of hoops we're also on instagram at house of hoops podcast and you can call us anytime 901 300 6575 Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. How goes it, guys? Bo, how are you? Doing well. It's a nice day in the Twin Cities. Nice. How's your week been? Last This week just started, so, so uneventful. And then last week was pretty mellow after yeah. the pod. Yeah. Not much going on. I did watch The Firm on Netflix. The Firm? Yeah. That's a throwback. That was a good movie. Yeah. It's really good. That uh, the firm was filmed here in Memphis, Tennessee. A lot of it downtown, I think, right? Yeah, downtown, and then in my parents' neighborhood in East Memphis. Oh yes. What neighborhood is that? <laughs> Bell Mead, I believe. Oh, okay. I know where you're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on uh, heading downtown on the right side of Poplar. Yeah. Okay, I know you're talking about. Yeah, they've. Uh, Filmed a couple movies in your parents' so their old neighborhood, right? I think. Yeah, they filmed um, Castaway, but a scene in Castaway there. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> I remember second uh, top paint. <laughs> I remember uh, driving around in your neighborhood when that was happening, and they had the uh, fake rain set up and everything. Yeah, they did. <laughs> that shit was crazy. <laughs> it wasn't really raining in that scene when he gets. When he goes to visit that woman that he used to call his wife. They were married, but then he was yeah. presumed dead, so she, she moved on. Yeah. They, well, he had married Wilson, I guess. That's what had happened. What was the rain for? Dramatic effect? He married Yeah, like them, them meeting. He married Wilson. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was cheating on her too, huh? With Wilson, yeah. <laughs> All right, Laddie, uh, how's your week been? Pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Just got back from Nash, Vegas. Out of town. Yeah, it's really cool. My girlfriend had to go do some work stuff, and so I decided to tag along. And we went to this place called Nash Nashville Shores. It's like lake houses. Then you can rent out uh, jet skis, kayaks, things like that. And also they had a big ass water park that we did not go to. 
Yeah, probably a good idea. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to do that. <laughs> That's cool though. You got to get off the grid a little bit. Yeah, but so anyways, her class like normally it's a three day class, but because of the Rona, the girl decided to have the class all in one day. Mm. So basically, it was like eight to six yesterday, mm. and so she told me, "Go find something to do." <laughs> yeah, I'm out. And, you know, I found a lot. I found a lot to do. Yeah, they have that top golf. So I spent a couple hours there, man, and that was just super cool. Did you play with some other people there, or was that just you hanging out, hitting golf? Balls? It was just me. It was just me because I, you know, there was all social distancing, and they have those bays. What they did was they basically kind of cut each. They have the bays are tuned right next to each other, so they put like it looks like a shower curtain around each one. So you're kind of you're social distancing, you know, mm-hmm. and you're not up in everybody's grill. So that was cool. And I just kind of went by my, yeah, I said, we went by myself and I stayed for a couple hours and what was cool is, you know, it's, it's expensive, but, um, as soon as I got there, the guy put on my information in a little thing and he goes, Oh, you have a $20 credit from years ago. I was like, yep, let's use it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So it was neat. Top golf is fun. I've only been a couple times, uh, when I've been visiting Houston, Texas area, They've got like three of those in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> the big double deckers. It, it's crazy out there. Apparently, it's hard well, to well, even get in on them. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I put a reservation in. I just said, I'm going to do a reservation for a certain time. And then they kind of like, on, they, they pretty much honored that first, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was a great idea because people were so busy They're running around there. So, but it, it, was, it was just so funny because my girlfriend was like, what are you going to do with your golf clubs? Why are they in your car? I'm like, you never know. I mean, I may need them. And hell yeah, worked out right. Yeah, you were you had a 10-hour cool. day. Yeah, that's Yeah, cool. it was fun. That's fun. So I went, yeah, I went down there, went to Broadway. Everything's pretty much closed. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, but it's all right. It was fun. All right. Well, glad that you made it back in time for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got in town today. <laughs> Good deal. Glad to have you. Before we get started, I just want to say one thing real quick. I want to say thank you to everyone who has subscribed, rated us, and or left comments on uh, our various listening sites. We really appreciate the support. There's been some nice comments. And uh, we just want I just wanted to let you all know it doesn't go unnoticed. Now that that's out of the way, we got 10 days till the end. Eight game seating games begin. We have a scrimmage games. The scrimmage games start this week. Um, I was just looking at the schedule, and uh, I really just looked at the Memphis Grizzlies schedule because those are the ones I'm the only scrimmage games I'll probably watch. Or Memphis. The first one is on July 24th. You know, those aren't going to be much to watch. I don't know. Uh, I'll probably check in on them just because it's like the first live basketball in three months the one game that stuck out to me guys was the grizzlies weren't supposed to play the miami heat again this season after the trade with andre iguodala went down we play them in one of those scrimmage games miami so do we get to see a little there was some beef between the grizzlies players and how andre iguodala didn't play because he didn't think we were good enough or he didn't think the Grizzlies were good enough. So we could have a possible little showdown there. That could be fun to watch. Yeah, I think the the potential for some feistiness is, is there. I don't know how seriously they're going to take the scrimmage games. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I would be a little worried about. But, you know, Ja would probably love to dunk on <laughs> Andre Iguodala, Iguodala if possible. Yeah. But I don't know if there's opportunity for that. Iguodala even going to play? Yeah, who's going to play? How long are they going to play? I I'd, I'd imagine the Grizzlies are going to play their guys pretty, just to kind of get used to Justice Winslow and mm-hmm. just to keep clicking. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how those first three scrimmage games play out. They got the Sixers, the Rockets, and the Heat. And that all goes down this week. And the games are pretty spread apart. It's game, day off, game, day off, game. And then uh, next week, we'll start getting ready for the Seeding games, I guess. Yes. Yeah. It's exciting. The teams are all back to work. Everybody's playing. I'm ready. Hopefully they are too. 
Okay, so I spent a little bit of this week kind of looking over the schedule of what we're going to be seeing in a couple weeks. And uh, there's going to be a lot of action every day. I'm sure you guys have looked at the schedule a little bit, just games all day. The league can't play all the games at once like they normally would in the market cities. So it's just one game after another all day on most days. We're going to see so many more games because there won't be like three games going on at once, you know? Really looking forward to watching. Um, Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Not today, but over the next week we're going to decide – which game on the following week's schedule will be our pick game of the week. And just as a refresher to our listeners, what our pick game is, is a game that we want to watch. It's a game that's likely underrated. It's not going to be like the marquee game. It's not going to be Bucks Lakers or anything like that, typically. It's a game that has entertainment value to us that maybe won't get a lot of coverage. That's typically what our pick game is. It's something that we see interesting because of whatever stipulations and storylines and just whatever comes out at us is an interesting kind of a low-key matchup. So we'll get on that this week and have that for next week. Usually we just kind of decide on air, which came because I kind of like talking through it on the air, you know, and deciding which game to pick. Did you guys catch any uh, NBA news this week? See anything that stood out to you? He's going back to the bubble. Who? Westbrook. Oh, yeah. Westbrook is going back, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he tested positive and then kind of hung out. Now he's heading back. He's heading to the bubble. So he feels good. He's working good. He's going to join the team. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of crazy because, I mean, like you see it on on paper. Any team is – Maybe good, you know, but they ha- you have to be healthy. So if some of these teams aren't healthy, then there goes their shot, you know? Shit, that happens any season, though, you know? Any season, yeah. Injuries are not uncommon. Westbrook's arrival is set to come six days after James Harden entered the bubble. So remember, Harden didn't enter the bubble yet. But now he's in, they're in, mm-hmm. so it's going to be good to go. And they got a couple of weeks now to get it together and be ready. Play that run-and-gun D'Antoni game. Uh, Speaking of Westbrook, we had discussed players being able to put messages on the backs of their jerseys. Mm -hmm. Well, Westbrook has partnered with the Players Association, and they're going to put together some kind of clothing line with messages on it. So they'll have more options and more ways to display their concern for Black Lives Matter. So they'll have some they'll probably have some warm up T-shirts or something like that, I'm guessing. So that'll be cool. And that kind of goes in line with the uh, NBA back down from that wearing jerseys to the game situation. They've decided to allow players to wear pretty much whatever they want as they enter the arena. Apparently that was a big deal. The NBA had some pushback from the players. They're still going to have to be clean and neat in appearance. I don't think they're going to be able to walk in in shorts, you know, and flip-flops. Players not in uniform will actually be required to wear pants while seated on the bench, although the league has removed the requirement for players on the bench to wear sports coats. They're going to have to look clean and neat and, you know, not be, I just got done fishing clothes. Any thoughts on that? I think it's a good idea. I think you're, if they had to have that that strict, stricter dress code with those, then you would, they'd have to pack more stuff and maybe get more people doing dry cleaning and stuff and there's just more chance for I think it makes sense and it's a different environment you need to make them a little bit more comfortable I, I can dig it I mean if they were doing it out in Utah maybe they'd have to all wear cowboy clothes um, <laughs> but this is kind of Florida Florida attire so yeah I think they'll have some cool t-shirts made I think that's what Westbrook and the guys are working on to get some more messages out that's cool I applaud that for it they'll probably allow them to use the locker rooms if they're not coming in their game clothes they'll be able to use the locker rooms they're gonna have to change somewhere how many guys they let in at once i don't know they yeah see that's kind of the i think debate. they had it's, something I, I had something on it and i just was like I, I can't the bubble stuff is just 
Are you wearing the, the nuances of it? I just kind of don't even. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even kind of care. It's just like, oh my god, let's play some basketball. Well, there is something. the news that I. Well, the news I think is most important out of the bubble is there's no news of anybody getting infected I, inside of the bubble. I did notice that there were no positive tests this week. But so that's really good. I mean, the locker room thing does kind of. It is kind of important because there's some people that are thinking everybody in the bubble has gone through quarantine. Everybody's getting tested. Therefore they are clean and they will stay clean of the coronavirus. And I'm just not so sure that's the case that just because you're in now that you're clear, like you're good. A locker room could be, you know, a serious threat to spreading the coronavirus. I think. Right. Um, right, it's a close, it's a close space. Yeah, and and you're not going to be wearing your mask while you're showering or changing. I would assume. I've seen a lot of people not wearing masks in the bubble, and I've commented a little bit on social media about it, and I've gotten a little bit of pushback from people saying that they're they're in the bubble, they're quarantined, they went through quarantine, they don't have to wear masks, and that's not the situation at all. The regulations that they agreed to are that they will wear masks in common areas unless they're eating or doing physical activity they're required to wear one at all times and uh, i'm just not seeing that and a lot of stuff i'm seeing on social media i have seen some players complying but i've seen a lot that aren't too and it's just weird to me i think there's a lot of misconception out there of all it takes is one of these guys, one way or another, I don't know how it's going to happen, but all it takes is one guy contracting a virus and running around without a mask on, and that's how you get an outbreak. That's, yeah. that's what I would say. The more time in a mask, the better for containment in case somebody does get it. And how do they get it? I don't know. Does it come in through food or some kind of sneaking somebody into the bubble? I don't know. I don't know how it happens, but it could happen just because you're in the bubble doesn't make you safe. The masks are precaution, and this is all about being as careful as possible. So I'd like to see more pictures of people complying with the mask rule. I really think, well, you, you, I think said, masks are important. I want to say that. I think you know, masks are definitely important. Well, you sent that video out, and it was Damian Lillard's birthday, mm-hmm. and they're all sitting around. They have the cake out. And it was probably what, at least maybe 15 people around there. Mm-hmm. Nobody was wearing their masks, right? So you sent right. that to us in the chat. Right after that, I turned it on ESPN and that's what they were talking about. So uh, Rachel Nichols is basically saying, look, man, um, hey, guys, you don't need to do this. And he did probably the worst thing you could possibly do right now. Mm-hmm. He blew out the candles on his fucking birthday cake and then he let everybody eat it. Uh-huh. Like, that is the one thing you do not do is blow on something or spit on something and give it to somebody else to ingest. Right. And so that's, so she even came out saying, Hey, let me reiterate the rules and what you can and can't do. And basically the number one deal is dude, if you're not on that court, you wear a mask. That's what I'm saying, man. It's so fucked up. It's, and it's crazy that people that watch the NBA don't realize this. I got a lot of pushback on Twitter for, kind of saying some things about not wearing masks. Dude, they are not eating. They're singing happy birthday and playing around. They're horsing around, having a good time. I get it. I'm all for right. that. Like, go ahead, have a good time. But, dude, you guys need to be wearing masks. I don't care if you're outside fishing or what you're doing. Y'all need y'all should be wearing masks. I don't know about you, Bo, but, like, I know Jeff and I have had personal experiences with this stuff. Yeah. You know? And... If people and it's and and I don't know why, but it's people still are thinking, ah, I'm good. <laughs> you know, like I, I, for some reason, I don't know about that. Yeah, no, you no one's immune to the to getting the virus, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all it takes is one guy. All it takes is one guy getting it and doing something like what Damian Lillard and those guys were doing, and that's how you get an outbreak. I mean, it's unclear how many players it takes coming up positive with this thing to end the season, but an outbreak like that where you get 15, 20 guys in one day and maybe they spread it 
to one or two guys. Next thing you know, you got 30, 40 guys that have COVID. I mean, that's going to shut it down or at least delay things. Hey, you mean to, you mean to throw a uh, you mean throw you a curveball real quick? What's that? So when you go places nowadays, the first thing they're wanting you to do is check your temperature, right? Well, I read somewhere that they're encouraging people to take Tylenol every single day, two to three times a day. So in case you have a fever, right, It'll, your fever goes away. And if you get tested with the gun or take your temperature, you're not going to have a fever. So you could still have the coronavirus. And that may be the only symptom that you have. But somebody, but I, and that, I read an article about that. Yikes. I don't like yeah. that. So what if, right. So, and, 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 and I was like, you, that's 100% right. That's why people take those medications. So they won't have a fever. Mm-hmm. So now, so, so what if someone actually pays attention to that? That's your responsibility as a human being to not try to be out in public spreading this thing around. I mean, that would be like knowing you're HIV positive and going in and having unprotected sex with multiple partners. Yeah. You know? It's crazy, right? Right, it's crazy. Hopefully, if you're sick, you're just staying home and trying to get over it or going to the doctor if you're sick, you know? Yeah. Go to the hospital if you're really bad off. Yeah, that's yeah. just concerning. I just, I just, I, I, yeah, I just totally forgot that Tylenol stops your fever. Or, or, you know, I totally forgot that. Yeah, yeah. Advil, um, Tylenol or pain relief, yeah. anti-inflammatory. Okay, so where are you trying to go where they're taking your temperature? The casino. The casino. The, Gross. The gym. Yeah. Some restaurants are doing it now. Some restaurants are doing it now. I go to the gym and they, they, they take my temperature every day, you know. Well, I would hope anybody that has a fever is keeping their ass at home and not just taking Tylenol and going about their life. But you never know, man. Right, right, right. I mean, that's a social responsibility, and that's you're right. That's what we're dealing with, you know. That's there's. I've seen the dark side of this shit already. I've also seen people be completely reasonable and compliant. Man, it's like hit hit or miss. I ran into some. Real country ass rednecks earlier this week that did not want to comply with anything, and they were super rude and inappropriate about it. And it's just, it's like, dude, there's no reason for that. But that's what I mean by that. There's all kinds of people out there. It's, it's scary. Yeah, those we're, are the we're kinds in a of mess. People, those are the kinds of people that are causing problems. They're making this thing worse. I've seen the ugly side for sure. I just hope yeah. I hope somebody gets it through to these players, really. I really hope somebody gets through to these players that this is a they're risking a lot running around not wearing masks. Whether they believe in it or not, they need to comply with it for the better of the league for, so they're not wasting their time being there for it all to just get shut down because people got slack or maybe they don't believe that masks work i believe they do i believe they're important it's almost like they need a league official to be like just kind of checking in on everybody like what are you guys doing you know yeah you're right i don't know who it would be some kind of like higher up in the league office or maybe somebody uh, with the players association that's a retired veteran or something just to kind of go around and Keep chaperone. I mean, really, <laughs> like, not have that title or anything, but just be around and say, "Hey, hey, hey, guys, what are you doing?" Yeah, and I guess that's what the snitch hotline's for. Yeah, I'm calling <laughs> it. We, we we should call it. Dwight Howard got reported on the snitch hotline for not wearing a mask. Somebody called his really? ass in. Yeah, he was probably running around willy nilly, not wearing a mask though. That's what I would guess. Like, just not at all. Oh, he says he doesn't believe in masks or vaccines, so. There you go. Really? Somebody got yeah. fed up with that shit. Somebody looked at him and was Can probably like, his, what? His only, his only opportunity to win a championship, and he doesn't win. He doesn't get one because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Orlando went to the finals once with Dwight, but yeah, this is probably, well, that's true. Better, this is probably a better opportunity. Yeah, he's 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 got a really good opportunity right here, and he's like, I'm just gonna stay home, or I'm just not gonna do it. And yeah, what, like, no, I'm, what, I'm what, good. 
what does that count? Like, like let's say let's say a team, let's say a player like Avery Bradley, Lakers win the championship this year, right? Mm-hmm. Is Avery Bradley? Does he still get a ring? I think they came out and said yeah. they will give him a ring if they win. I, I, it's situational. I wouldn't. Well, he didn't because yeah, I, I don't know. He didn't because of medical reasons. Oh, really? Yeah, it's somebody in his immediate family would be super vulnerable or something. I don't okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they decided they would give him a ring. But, like, let's say somehow the Wizards win the championship. Do they give one to Davis Bertans? Because he sat out to hold out for so he wouldn't get hurt? No, he doesn't get one, I would assume. Avery Bradley's yeah, kind of a different I don't, I don't, yeah. yeah, Avery Bradley was kind of a different situation, and I think the Lakers came out and said they would give him a ring. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Like, if Dwight Howard gets thrown out of the bubble, like, they're not giving him a ring. (laughs) (laughs) Please get thrown out of the bubble. There was two guys that have broke the bubble protocol already. I'm sure you guys heard of this. Richon Holmes of the Sacramento Kings and Bruno Capocolo of the Houston Rockets were both put back into quarantine. Yeah, exclusively Bruno put back into quarantine earlier this week because they, I guess, accidentally violated league protocols. <laughs> they both left That's the bubble so to get food or something, right? <laughs> like yeah, yeah. the parking lot or, or whatever they did. Yeah, I think Bruno, he left his room when he was there for his initial quarantine, which you're not yeah. allowed to do. Pretty dumb. And then Rashawn Holmes, he got, like, delivery food or something. <laughs> pretty hilarious yeah so yeah they have to go another 10 days in quarantine that's 10 days extra in your room by yourself they've really made it to a quite a deterrent to break protocol i don't think anybody wants to sit in their room like they're grounded for 10 days (laughs) (laughs) could you imagine fuck boring yeah Oh, yeah. Holmes re- re-enters quarantine after accidental exit from the campus. Whatever, dude. Yeah. You accidentally went out there? Yeah, I guess he had some food delivered and he left. He went just too far to get it, apparently. And, you know, hey, what if he... that The quarantine is important because maybe he has contact with somebody that has COVID while he's picking up that food and contracts it. Like, hey, sorry, man. Quarantine time. Well, Good news, they're taking it seriously. Hopefully, players are getting the message and we'll actually have a champion. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, no news out of the bubble really is good good news. I agree. I like that. No news is good news. Yeah, nobody, I didn't hear anything about anybody coming up positive this week. That's great. So, yeah, maybe it's it's good we don't have a ton of content to talk about. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah, there's a couple things. I mean, there's stuff, but you know what I mean? Like, it was not super controversial. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, Bucks guard Eric Bledsoe tested positive for coronavirus. Oh, yes. He has yet to join the team in Orlando. Wow, he's that's a, huge. He's a big piece to that team. Yeah, Under- yeah. If he's not there, ooh. underrated piece. And then also Zion Williamson left the NBA campus for a family medical emergency. I'm not sure the details on that. We may never know. It doesn't matter what they are. He better hurry back, though, or he's going to miss games because he's going to have to do some kind of quarantine when he gets back. Yeah. It's unclear yet if it's going to be a four-day four or a ten-day quarantine. It was excused. It wasn't, you know, he didn't wander off or anything. I believe it has to do with how often he's being tested while he's away, which decides how long his quarantine will be. So if he's not getting tested at all, then he'll have to do a ten-day quarantine. If he gets tested regularly, it'll only be a four-day. I've got a feeling, no matter what he does, it's going to be a four-day. Yeah, I'm sure the <laughs> Eisner from ESPN or Disney or whoever's down there personally giving him the test every day. Some, I think somebody's probably with him testing him every day, I would guess. But yeah. And if he's not, I mean, it behooves the NBA to get him back on the court as quick as possible. They'll make it happen. Kimba Walker's knee is sore, mm-hmm. but Stevens just said it like a couple hours ago that he's fine. Okay, so Kimba's, Kimba's got a little knee soreness. And maybe that's just him pushing really hard after not doing much 
in the uh, well, he kind of had that knee thing earlier in the year. Yeah, he did. He missed some games. Hmm. That's a concern for my Celtics. Harrison Barnes revealed that he had tested positive. He yep. Primarily asymptomatic. I don't think he is. He there? He probably would have tested positive before. And if someone tests, I think someone did test positive when they arrived at the bubble and they got rid of him. Mm-hmm. I forget who that was. And that goes back to us talking about why it's important to wear the mask. There's been a couple of cases inside the bubble. There have. There's a couple different viewpoints here on how these two players became positive inside the bubble. One is that they caught it traveling to the bubble, which could happen when they start allowing family members and more staff to the bubble. Yeah, I mean, that's why the masks are important, you know. I haven't seen anywhere where it says what two people it was that came up positive, but it was noted that two players tested positive inside the NBA's bubble. It's crazy. But this last week went well, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. Definitely think it's good. They're not talking about plan B. They're talking about plan A. Yeah, we're still on plan A. I get, I get that. Basketball. Yep, yep. Ten days. Ten days. Ten days. I'm down. And only four days still scrimmaging. Oh, yeah. Here's one thing that's relevant. Did you guys hear about this? The MEA's annual performance awards. That would be, you know, the MVP, Rookie of the Year, Six Man, et cetera, et cetera. That will be based on regular season through March 11th when the season was suspended. Oh, nice. Yeah. That that makes sense. So, John Morant, baby. <laughs> that's the same. Well, maybe they'll do yeah. bubble awards. Bubble awards? I wish they wouldn't. <laughs> it's only eight games. No, I'm kidding. Well, that's good though. That means that means that Grizz got a shot to get some uh, some awards. Yeah. Uh, hell, we might have two guys that get in the running for rookie of the year. We, as in the Grizzlies, Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark might be in the top five. I think he is in the top five for rookie of the year. I think they're right. He's a steal of the draft. Yeah. MVP is a toss-up between, I think, Giannis and LeBron. Sixth man should go to Dennis Schroeder, I think. Defensive player of the year. Uh, A lot of people are calling for Anthony Davis. I I think Anthony Davis just because he would – just because his whole year he was healthy. I still like go – Gobert or Giannis? Giannis? Rudy Gay. I like that. Hmm? Actually, I mean, Giannis, Giannis, man, he had like averaged like almost 14 rebounds a game. It's crazy. Yeah, Giannis is good too. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I hadn't heard that one. I like Giannis or AD, you know, because Tony Allen's not in the league. Can we, can we, can we write him in? <laughs> yeah, we all got ballots. Yeah, just whip out your ballot. <laughs> Let's see, coach of the year, Nick Nurse? I think so. That makes sense. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Jenkins Jenkins could be up there, a team that was supposed to win 20 games, makes it to the playoffs. That's could, pretty impressive. Could be there. We're also not at the top of the standings. It's hard to do if you're not at the top. I remember Hubie Brown got it one year with the Grizzlies, and they weren't you know, at the top. He really did a great job in Memphis. With the ten man rotation, it wouldn't be. I don't think it's impossible for a young coach that's overproduced to get it. Probably not this year, but he could be in the discussion. Yeah, maybe he's got to keep it up, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys want to pick a side on MVP? <clears throat> I like Giannis. Yeah, that's who I like. Yeah, <laughs> he he didn't win it last. Who, who won it last year? Giannis did. Giannis did, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. What was the Bucks' defense? Who was the number one defense in the league? If LeBron ends up winning a championship, is he going to get MVP, you think? Well, supposedly, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because it's through March 11th. You know, the playoffs aren't... Oh, that's that's right. That's right, yeah. yeah. The playoffs aren't supposed to dictate who wins the awards. It's not supposed to. Um, It looks like the Bucks, Raptors, and Lakers were all... The top three defensive rating teams. And then Bucks, Raptors, Celtics for the, f- the fourth, Clippers, 76ers, Pacers, Nets, Magic. Those are like the top ten. Can you guess who the worst defensive team was? Yes, I can. Mm. 
Go ahead. Let's hear it. Wizards. There you go. <laughs> I cheated. I looked. I was looking at it. <laughs> yeah, Wizards, Cavs, Hawks, Blazers up there on the worst defensive. They weren't having a very good year, were they? Uh, well, they had Nurkic out, yeah. and then they got they got Trevor Ariza late. Mm-hmm. They were figuring it out. And Ariza's a mellow. And they got mellow. mellow. Yeah, they got mellow. Late. Yeah, mellow defensive stopper, mellow or what? <laughs> <laughs> he helps them. Yeah, they got the Grizzlies right in the middle of the pack at 15. Yeah. Defensive player of the year, you think? Bucks being number one, Giannis gets it. Because who stands out on the Raptors? Fred Van Vliet. He's not going to win it. And then there's AD. Pascal. Oh, no. And the Jazz, actually. Where were they? They're not even. They're in the top 11. Top half. Yeah. A lot of people are saying it's going to be AD. That's the word on the street. Anthony Davis. You can't argue that, though. Well, no, that'd be all right. Yeah, I, I'm just glad that he was healthy, too, you know, because a lot, I, he's always kind of had injuries a lot of his career out, out a couple of games. And oh, yeah. He's had a good year. I'm with you on that. I've always liked Anthony Davis. You know, I didn't really care for the way he Chris Pauled the Hornets, but I mean, asking right. out, you know, I don't Pelicans. care. For, yeah, the Pelicans. Sorry. I don't really care for the way guys force their way out of teams but but i get it it's a business (laughs) like why is it okay for a team to trade a player but a player not to pick where he wants to go i get it but i don't like i just i hate when executives give up on players and i hate when players give up on teams right well i think i think a player like I, i think it depends on the caliber of a player i mean you know your top tier players you know, like your Giannis's, your Westbrook, your Hardens, your whatever. Mm-hmm. I hate it when you have when I hate it when you have players that are that, that good. That <laughs> I don't know how I'm trying to say it, but like they're that good of a ball player, and they're on a crappy team, and then they just want to be a good a good person. And and all right, well, I'll stay here, I'll stay here. But then the team doesn't do much to try to make the team better. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, then then you're going to be a good player on a shitty team your whole career. You know, back in like the 90s when you had, uh, I mean, they weren't even super teams. They were just good teams. But it was like, you know, Carl Malone and Stockton, they're good players. They never win a championship. But shit, man, they got to the finals every year. You know, it's good seeing good players get to the championship. I'll tell you. And then if you're a great, mm-hmm. well, no, if you're, if you're just a great player, no, you're, if you're just a good player, a great player on a shitty team, what, <laughs> and they're not going to help you out. I, I don't blame them. I'd be pissed too to be like, all right, man, look, we, we've been trying this. We've gone through three different coaches, two different general managers. I've been here for eight years. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't blame, I don't, I don't blame them. Yeah. I do not blame them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm <laughs> with you. I'm with you there. Anthony Davis didn't have the worst team down there though. He was hurt too though. Yeah. He was hurt. They had different head coaches. I like him though. I, I mean, yeah. I think he's a good guy and I think he's a beast. It's it's the whole Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, just you know when players take off because they give up on a situation. It just maybe it's unfair for me to say it, but it just I just don't like the way it looks. Well, you know this is so weird. I, speaking of basketball, there, did you see the show on Netflix about Stefan Marbury? No. no, I watched it last night. I watched it last night and it was fucking awesome. Sorry to change subject, but it's basically everything we're just talking about. Okay. It's about Steph Mar it's about Steph Marbury and it's talking about how awesome he was from high school, then how he went to college for a year, and then he went to the pros. Right. But basically they said that when they said when he went to the pros, he got drafted by the Bucks. Draft night, they made the switch with uh the the Timberwolves to where he and Kevin Garnett got to play on the same team together. He and Kevin Garnett had been playing basketball. They used to hang out in each other's houses when they were fucking like 16 years old. They were friends, you know? They were like just good friends. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Garnett got that huge contract of $126 million. And then all of a sudden, they really didn't have that money for Stefan Marbury. So Stefan Marbury got like half of that money. And so it shows both of them doing an interview, talking about how the future, how they were the future of the Timberwolves and how they were going to kick ass. And then the interviewer goes, well, Marbury, are you kind of upset that this dude just got $126 million and you got half of that? 
And then Stefan Marbury does the good thing, and he's like, no, 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 man. We're, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what happened? He got traded out. He got traded out, and his friendship with Kevin Durant went down. Now, granted, that was all about money, but still, he just he thought that he deserved more money because he was a, he was a guy making it happen. And then he left. So he's a good player on a great team, and if he stayed there, they might have won a championship. It's possible. They had some. They had some good players on that Milwaukee or that Minnesota team, man. They had some really good players, and mm-hmm. and, and anyways. Then it just kind of shows him. Then it shows him as people saying he was a cancer around the team. It was all about Starberry, mm-hmm. Stefan Starberry. He's a star. And he's a cancer. And the whole point was they said no. Look at every team that he went to. They had a shitty roster on it. Mm-hmm. So he's the guy getting 30, 40 a game because Scrub McGee over here can't shoot a layup. So he had the stigma of being a bad player, and he wasn't a coach's player and all that stuff. Right. A, watch it. It's an incredible, incredible show. It just came out on Netflix. Okay. But that may ha- that may answer some of the questions of why some of these players do this. Either it's for the money or it's like, look, man, I'm a, you know what I'm saying? I'm on a shitty team. I got to get out of here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's not uncommon. It's complicated. And, and I don't, I don't fault players for wanting better situations. It's just tough for me when they, when it appears they give up on a team. But, yeah, but who am I yeah. to say what's right or what's wrong? At the end of the day, it's a business. It kind of relates back to when the Grizzlies had their core four and they gave up on Zebo and they gave up on Tony Allen. I thought those were bad moves. I, I don't sh- think they gave up though. I think I think they were just old. No, those guys had a couple more years left. Yeah, it was weird. Jaeger poached Zebo or whatever, and then they just they didn't want to pay Zebo. Yeah, Zebo got That's a lot. That's what it of money. was. Zebo got a lot of money to go play in Sacramento. He got like twelve million a well, year. Well, the the Fizdale disaster, it was debacle, whatever. It yep. was it was a mess. It was Fizdale, yeah, it was Chandler yeah. getting a max deal. There wasn't enough money there to sign Zebo at that twelve million or anything close to it. And then right. um, Tony was just that passed was up. But you know, that's that was a, I think that was a mistake. But whatever. It's just a tough spot. Like, like people have to make these tough decisions whether or not to invest in a guy that's in his thirties, or to try to move in a different direction. With and Ben McLemore, let's do this. And fair enough, fair and, and just as fair on the flip side, a player's got to do what's best for his career too. So I get it. Right. I just, you just hate to see a guy quit on a small market team because he doesn't think he has what it takes to make that team a winner. And then go to a big market team that has, okay, that has Steph Curry or LeBron James. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. I just, I, it just, it, this whole like pairing together with the best player after you couldn't make it work in a market that wanted you to be there. No, now, now to a point, now to a point, I, I agree. Like, but then again, depends on how long your career is. So remember the Lakers team that ended up having Carl Malone on there, Gary Payton, Shaq, and Kobe? I mean, Rick Fox, I think, was on that squad. Like, that was a good squad, but these guys tried their damnedest. Gary Payton tried his damnedest over at Seattle. And then he eventually ended up winning a ring in Miami. You know? Uh Same thing with with Carl Malone. He took – he's one of the leading scorers of all time. And then he was – with the same team forever, but then he was like, "Well, shit, man. Guess what? Our, the Jer- our coach is gone, or or, 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 or my career is getting over, older. They're not going to pay me this money. I might as well try to come off the bench, score ten points a game, and win a ring. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, that's ring, right. ring but, chasing, and there's and that's yeah. Some guys do that. It's fine. Whatever. It's their prerogative. I don't care about that. I'm talking about guys in the prime right, of right. their career. Those guys were on the last no, leg. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I got no problem with that. Even Vince Carter, I mean, he didn't ring Chase. He just wanted to go play somewhere where he was going to get minutes. He wanted to play. Yeah. He wasn't ring chasing. Yeah. See, he's going to go down as one of those players who's one of the best but never to get a ring. Yeah, he probably will. He had a shot there in Dallas for sure. But Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get into a whole debate about what players are allowed to do and not allowed to do. Obviously, they can do whatever they want. They're going to weigh out their pros and cons. But, you know, you are got to be ready to get some backlash if you're going to quit 
on a team that you've been with since you were drafted and go join up with one of the top five players in the league, you're going to get some backlash, like it or not. It's going to happen. Right. I understand why a player would do that. Um, we're getting a little long here, guys. Let's kind of, I don't know. If, yeah. Does anybody have anything else? That, I have one, like one more thing. But My main mantra this week has been no news is good news. Yeah. Well, go watch that Stefan Marbury documentary. Do you, you'll like that. It's really, really good. Yeah, I just saw. I just looked it up. It looks pretty cool. It's the Coney Island kid. Yeah, it's the kid from Coney Island. And dude, it's really cool because they say like his brothers. Like he's from a small. Like if you learn about, I don't want to go too much into the documentary, but you know, you the persona that the media talks about this guy is he's just an asshole and he's a he's a he's a he ruins teams when he goes there and he thinks it's all about him. But then, like when you watch it, and where his family talks, his family talks about man, they grew up in a you know small apartment in, in New York or outside of Coney Island, and you know they didn't have a lot of money, but they had love, and that's what their mom said: you got to love each other, love and love, love. And the next thing you know, his older brothers basically pushed him, and his dad pushed him. They they said all of them were good; they all had something that were better than the other brothers about. And then the only thing that was different is Steph had the will. And I think that's in anything you do. If you have the will, that outshines talent to a point. So go watch it. it go watch it. It's fantastic. Sounds like a good story. It really is. You're gonna get. You're gonna be like, damn, dude. I want to get some of his shoes. I mean, the guy was so into it. He made a pair. He he hooked up with a company that was selling shoes for fifteen dollars because he knew kids in the hood couldn't afford, you know, hundred dollar pair of shoes. Like how many people would do that? People can call the guy an asshole all day long, but like he was like, "Look, man, I got. I, I want everyone to be able to afford my shoes. I don't want kids getting shot and killed for fucking pair of shoes. So I'm gonna do this. I, I don't think the dude's an asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not, you know, but I just yeah. I watched you know. I watched the documentary last week. One man in his shoes. It was about MJ and the Jordan brand and Nike, and about how mm-hmm. people were getting killed for their shoes and shit. People are blaming Nike for making these like expensive shoes that people are killing people over. That was a good documentary too. Yeah, I, yeah. But yeah, when I was when that, I was in that relates what, to Starbury and what he was doing was making affordable shoes, which is yeah, commendable. It, it, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. He was with Adidas. Or he's with And One. He was with Anne One. Anne One was more or less a street thing. And then he was like, you know, we need a guy from the streets to be the representative. And they picked him. He was awesome. He was the number four pick in the draft. Everyone knew who he was, especially up in New York and all that kind of jazz. So, I mean, they, boom, let's make it happen. And he says, I'm going to, after a while, he's like, you know what? I want to do this. I think the kid had a really good heart. He got a bad rap because he wanted it so much. He kind of reminds me of like a Russell Westbrook. You think Russell's kind of an asshole, I guess, but he just wants it more than a lot of other people, and he's going to let you know that. Oh, yeah. I love Westbrook. I liked Starbury, too. That Knicks thing was a mess. Yes, it was. Well, they, and they go into that, too, yeah. and how that happened. It's crazy, man. It's a good-ass documentary. So if y'all got time today. I am Peace Star, Stefan Marbury on Twitter. He follows me. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Oh, we follow each other. We tight. Well, get him on the show. Yeah. Yeah, get him on the show, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's that easy. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Stro one week, Stro Miles Swift one week, and then uh, Stefan Marbury the next. Stro would probably do it. <laughs> I don't know if you would. Wait, I, I don't think he's the most. Think you're a stalker, actually. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I always I always liked Steph uh, Marbury there. So didn't yeah. he win a ring? Excuse me. Didn't he like? Have like a statue made for himself outside of uh, China. No, or well, I don't think he made it. No, I think no, no. and they there was like a, the there was a play about him too. Yeah, the, the, there was a what? Yeah, there was a play. <laughs> I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. then he ate Vaseline on <laughs> some some YouTube video or some. Uh, Stefan Marbury is a fucking hero in China where he played. He won a bunch of championships, yeah. and they fucking love him. He went there. He still had game when he went there. He's a little older now. I don't know if he's still playing or not, but they fucking love him there. And they did make a statue of him, I think, like, outside the arena. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Like, good good for him, man. Yeah. You know? He may never leave China. I think he's going to stay there for the rest of his life. Shoot. He's fucking adored he's there. Probably got enough, 
Yeah, he's got enough money. They say he made a crap load of money overseas too. Yeah, he's forty three now. I mean, maybe he's still playing. I don't know. If he is, he's like a player's coach. <laughs> There's one thing we missed before we go. There's growing belief that Pacer star Victor Oladipo will attempt to play in this uh, restarted season. He's been practicing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I almost forgot about it, too. He's been practicing, so that that gives life to the Pacers. That's arguably their best player. That's an interesting story. Uh, this guy came out and said he wasn't going to play, went to the bubble anyway. He's been practicing. I guess he feels good. I don't see the why there's any reason he shouldn't be allowed to play. He went through the quarantine and everything. He's there. Did he have the Rona? No, he just... He, no. was, he was he didn't want to get re-injured so he wasn't he had already declined to play but he went anyway and I guess oh yeah he's been playing and working out he feels good so that's cool one thing I do want to get to that's semi-important before we go there was another top five prospect Jonathan Kuminga I believe that's how you say his last name he announced Wednesday night that he's bypassing college. You'll be joining that G League Professional Path Select program. Just another uh, top player not going to college. And I thought maybe there was a chance that Mike Miller might be on that coaching staff for that G League Select team. Right. Well, turns out he has taken another job. He's going to be coaching a local high school team here in Memphis. Woo! The Houston Mustangs out in Germantown, a suburb of Memphis, where his son plays. He'll be a head coach there. And they suck, too, by the way. They suck? Yep. Huh. We'll have to well, go to I just say that cause I'm, Well, I just say that because I have to say that. I went to the rival school. Oh, that's why they suck. Okay, good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> who's their rival? <laughs> Germantown? Germantown. They went to, yeah. yeah. That, when, when, I was, when I was there, yeah, they both were in the city of Germantown. And, yeah. like, so I went to Germantown. They went to Houston. So, I mean, it was, it was a rival. Now now it's funny. All the people that live in Germantown go to Houston. They don't even go to Germantown anymore. So, I don't think it's much, much of a rivalry anymore. Yeah, I think the rivalry is, like, Collierville High School now. Or it is, yeah, Briarcrest or something. Yeah. I but I, I still think that's cool. I mean, I would love to go get, go to a game and watch them. Yeah, wouldn't that be funny? Like, I don't know how we go in there and not we'll look weird. <laughs> we like, talking about, dude? Every, dude, there's going to be people older than us in there watching that, dude. A bunch of grown men going to a high school game that don't have kids. Hey. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I would go to a high school game yeah. if it was safe. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, All the right. other people in there are, gonna be, are, called, uh, are called scouts. <laughs> there's us and scouts. And creeps. <laughs> Yeah. No, no I, I, think, I think he's. I think he's gonna get a. I think he's gonna get a good showing. I think a lot of people will show up to watch him coach. Yeah, and he gets to spend time with his his boy there, and guide him along. Yeah. I think it's cool. It's, it's so weird though. It's kind of a backwards move, in my opinion, going from college assistant down to high school. I guess he really did want to spend time with his family. I, I think you're right. I also think that it can open up doors that he's not looking at too. So. You know, if you're if you're if you're an assistant coach somewhere, it's going to be maybe hard for you to get a head coaching job at a Division One. Yeah. But he may t- he may take the route of Penny. You coach some high school yeah. for like three years, maybe you win a championship out of one of those, and then a D one team will maybe look at you a little bit. You yeah, know? yeah, I like that. And uh, also, perhaps he does eventually go on to coach in the G League after his kid yeah. gets done in high school. What if he takes his kid into the pros? <laughs> Yeah. No, I, you know, I, I think coaches like that, I think they have to have like, they have to be the guy. I think you have to have that. And he knows that he wasn't with Penny. Yeah. Go be the guy somewhere. Start the way Penny, kind of like the way Penny did, and yeah. then work your way up. You're already a name. Just soon as someone's going to look at you, now just see if you got a good-ass record. I don't hate that idea or that approach at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, look, we've got seven days for next podcast. Seven days. Yeah. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask both of you this question. It's a yes or no question. Do you think someone in the bubble, Jeff? You go first. You think someone in the bubble is gonna get the Rona? Mm, that is a loaded question. I have to answer that now. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, by next, yeah, by next, by next week, if you th- it's yes or no. Just do you think someone's going to get the Rona? A player, a player is going to get the Rona in the bubble. Do you think so? Yes or no? Based on this last week, nobody coming down with it. I'm going to say no. Bo, what do you think? Someone getting a player in the bubble is going to get the Rona. Yes or no? I'm going to shift from being a pessimist to being an optimist. I'll say no as well. Okay, well, I'm going to play devil's advocate and say yes. All right. We'll check back in. There we go. I made a note of it. <laughs> We're checking yeah, back absolutely. in next week. <laughs> now, look. Now, now how, look, much are we, how much are we wagering here? <laughs> At least 600. Right. 600 Quan, 600 gold. The gold, I don't know, 600 layups. I don't know, whatever you want. 600 push-ups. No, I <laughs> right. No, I but I I just I just I just want to see. I just want to see. Yeah. It's a fun little game playing with yeah. playing with fire there, laddie. All right. It, it is. It is. But like I said, once you once, once you sent that, once you sent that video of Damian Lillard and all those people around not wearing a mask, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. See what happens. Yeah. They got to tighten that shit up. Let's go ahead and call it, guys. You know, uh, I want to thank both of you for coming on and spending the hour with me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I also want to thank anybody for listening. Appreciate y'all. Keep those calls coming. Reach out at us on social media. You know, I'm, we're pretty good at responding. You know, we're, we're keeping an eye on that. We like to be very interactive. That's the whole basis of this thing. Is that everybody has a voice. Other than that, yeah, wear your mask, stay safe, wash your hands, stay hungry, stay humble. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Sucking vampire bat thing. Show up Bay Area werewolf and London around the UK. Well, the wolf power eats shit and all the airways. My mango style be formed the artist leaving his Lexus in his Lexus with an ugly bra. Smelling like Nexus, using Humexus, smoking Marlboros. AIDS infectious, weighing less than your gold necklace. She'll share the needle, I know. I'm mad at picking and segment. That's why I keep on inflecting and return. Different human being eats ripping.